Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we are talking about minute number 149, not to be confused with those old rascal gold guys. Uh, Minute number 149 uh, is going to start out with Dr. Ryan Choi announcing that the BioRed 5 alarm is going off. Um, And the minute is uh, going to end with Dr. Silas Stone um, celebrating that he was able to, I guess, bypass this set alarm. Um, He's freaking out, you know? Well, maybe not freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And he's like, whoa, hang on. Pump he your is freaking brakes. out a little bit. <laughs> um, I guess he's. It's it's more so in the vein of, um, you know, if they <laughs> imagine like their whole shtick is happening, like they just they got everything up. They had to flip the breakers on and off, and they had to reboot everything. And they like just got it up and going maybe an hour ago while Doctor Silas Stone was still in decontamination and stuff, and then just got back. It was like okay, like. That was one of the biggest inconveniences of my entire life. Now I'm here. I'm ready. Got to get back into the lab. Got to work. And then not 30 seconds in, you just you, your son hits the baseball and it hits the window and it breaks and you're like, oh, my God, come on. Um, it's so strange. It's 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 so strange. Uh, his behavior. Uh, and I and I say that as in like it's not it should not be a normal person's reaction. This is and Dr. Silas Stone. Yes, and, and I'm glad you said that was your answer to that. But it's, uh, um, you know, he, the only thing I could say is like he, he he passed the test, and then all of a sudden the test is saying, "Oh, look, aliens, pathogen outbreak," and he's like, "Oh no, that's not true. I, you just said I was clear. What are you talking about?" Um, but at the same time, if it were a test, a fire drill, whatever it be, it is Bio Red Five fire drill. And it's happening, whether it's legitimate or not, should you, you should treat it with the same severity if it was yes. real. Yeah. And so it's like if, if you're at school and there's a fire drill and a teacher just started saying, that's not real, it's, it's fake, hold on, you know, let me check on the, on, the, on the school website, typing in Teams chat for other teachers. And we're like, yeah, no, it's just a fire your, drill. And is like, your room on fire? No, is yours? Yeah. No, is yours? <laughs> See, look, it's not it's not real. It's like just return to your desk. Like, no, I think we're supposed to do this regardless. Like, yeah. you know, uh, these people who who have worked their asses off to be in Star Labs, um, it's a, a highly confidential Xeno lab. I mean, we're talking Area 51. If there is a fire drill, maybe you should treat it as something real and not try to be like this is I mean, not yeah. real there's procedures like this for a reason dr what do you Stone, want me to do <laughs> you put these procedures in place for a reason <laughs> you want so, me to just uh, go back while the klaxons are blaring in my ear yeah exactly like you're gonna tell me to keep reading you know what holes and there's just bam bam it's like dang <laughs> can't figure out what zero's doing right now come on um, uh 
but yeah, totally. Uh, but th- I like that you brought up um, that a normal person, a normal scientist, a good scientist would follow procedure just like Dr. Ryan Choi is doing and making mm-hmm, sure that everybody mm-hmm. on his team is getting out of the building because it is an emergency. I don't care what my boss is screaming in my face right now. That's not the rules. That's not what we're doing, Silas. Let's go. Like, this is yeah, my like- lab. We are taking this seriously. Um, but Dr. Silas Stone being the pseudo Dr. Frankenstein himself, uh, the man that had his son hooked up to some alien technology and flipped a switch, not knowing what it was doing for maybe the sake of science, or maybe it's just curiosity. Yeah. Let's, uh, not listen to that guy when the fire alarm's going off. How about that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also... If something has triggered the alarm, yes, maybe it is for your safety that you leave the building still. Because what do you want? You want the employees to stay there while Mister Steppenwolf comes in to claim his box, or or to run into the Batman? Like, no, no, thank you. I'm good. Well, you they know, don't I, know that. It's just a normal night at Star Labs now. Oh, well, the reality is is that Justice League is breaking in. So I mean, but but think about it. And an intruder alert or, or you know some foreign outbreak if something has actually triggered the alarm maybe you know yes it is kind of cyborg doing it but that's still an invasion it's oh still... yeah for sure absolutely so to to then be i mean there's it's strange and i know it's it's just to get the staff out you know there's the the movie is what it is a synopsis to to get the the area cleared and to set the stage for what will eventually be the resurrection of Kal-El and um, the fight with him and and to bring Steppenwolf in here with no other staff around. It's just like Doctor Silestone, what are you doing right now? What's what's your motivation? Why why are you being who you are? Um, you know, it, it, I don't understand. I, well, I'll never understand Doctor Silestone in any regard. I mean, he's just. What is his motivation to be how crazy that he is, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, this is also him coming off of, like, getting kidnapped from parademons, taken to the docks. Um, it's like, I haven't been able to work in five yeah. days. I'm behind. I gotta, I gotta check my email. I guess it's been just the one night, right? Yeah, yeah but, you know, for night. him, it's, it's, this is all he does. He's addicted to work. He's a workaholic. <laughs> he's, a, he's a workaholic. Xenoholic. Can't, can't pull him away. Um, yeah, what time do you think it is? It's like the middle of the night. It's the middle of the night. Yeah, and what are they all doing here? I mean, they all, y- y'all good work for you, graveyard honestly. shift? It's, it's really, was, I'm curious about it, because, like, what's going on at NASA? Like, what's happening at Kennedy Space Center? Is that, is it like, full building still at all hours of the day? It's gotta be, right? Yeah, so they, what, they fought, they, they fought uh, Steppenwolf at, like, you know, 10 p.m. at night, midnight, they come back to Wayne Aerospace. They're talking in the middle of the day because we see the light coming through, you know, and, and Batman's nocturnal. So this planning is happening kind of like in the morning. And then he's speaking oh, to yeah, Alfred. Okay. And then and then so, so then nights. they come back at night and they dig up the body of, of, of Clark Kent in Kansas and then Fly come to back Gotham. to Metropolis that night. Oh, yeah. So they're... Dang, best they case are scenario. Going. <laughs> who's who's watching scenario. Flash? Is he eating enough? I mean, come on, baby. 
Come on, you don't baby. see him eating. He's going really. He's go. He's raiding all the Star Labs vending machines. I would do that. That'd be great. What do you think they got at Star Labs vending machines? I don't know. They probably have like a Big Belly Burger like in the commissary thing there. That'd be. That's, oh, that sounds really comic booky, doesn't it? That's why Howard the janitor was mopping up the grates in the beginning. They got. They got. What are the grates? They got grease all over. <laughs> grease grates. Oh my. God. Everybody, yeah. That welcome to Star Labs. Here's your uh, ID badge and also your pair of non-slip shoes. Got yeah, a lot of grease wear... on the grates out there in the uh, in the old it. promenade that that Howard's mopping up every hour. <laughs> Dang, got to go on <laughs> shoes for cruise and type in that Star Labs twenty for that twenty percent off. Yeah, uh, that work discount for you know. Get, oh, and don't some forget non-slips. your awesome tailored uh lab coat which is this is this is yeah. sweet and you get various bat- patches that you can put on the sleeves <laughs> that's cool that's like star wars yeah. you know like the empire like engineers and stuff like the death star mm-hmm. people like rogue oh, one yeah. where they got like the the engineer doctor guys and stuff they got it's like oh those suits are cool as hell they got patches and stuff yeah i've boy man i'm glad <laughs> Speaking of costume, we've been talking about costumes uh, today and yesterday, but the uh, Cassian Andor jacket. Man, do I love that. The brown costume one? jacket. Yeah, yeah. It looks great. great Honestly, stuff. all around, what a what an excellent character Cassian Andor. Like, oh, like you mean a, a really cool, like they were like, oh, like we have like a Dash Rendar kind of person, but like we need to make him like more badass and like streetwise and not just like... Mm-hmm duke nukem person it's like oh yeah cool like get him get, make him a thief <laughs> hell yeah yeah more rougher more more of that uh i say it a lot but that kind of sam peck and paul like flawed character type that uh seems expendable um because that's what rogue one was supposed to be in its dna yeah. so it's like well we can have rough characters and rough like kind of rebels um but anyways it's a star wars talk someone else does that podcast yeah and um, they did a great job at it <laughs> Yes, congrats on finishing episode nine. Uh, so yes, um, the this is a whole Star Labs minute, right? I mean, there's there's barely uh, any Justice League at all in the, in this part. So it's really just you know we we have this Bio Red Five alert, which obviously it's a it's a bio contamination uh, alarm. Uh, red as in red alert. It's a, this is bad news, and also again plays into this being the red room. Uh, but then now, you know, five probably is a category. And so uh, to go to, uh, you know, red alert five is like, okay, this is the highest category. We, you need to leave. You need to get out of here. Uh, and so uh, if, if Dr. Sia Stone has helped create this, um, maybe that's why he seeks, he, he, he finds ownership in this kind of alarm and being like, I did not. I did not design this. This is maybe a BioRed one, but not a BioRed five. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I don't see yeah, no giant starfish invading the the laboratory. Maybe just yet. that's what I'm not understanding by him, like being confused of the alien microbe, and it being like the high, like a pretty much a everybody evacuate order, which has got to be like the highest alert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So maybe that's what I was not picking up on it first where he's where his confusion lies of like alien micro bio red five like that doesn't make sense this maybe is like a bio red one and it's just this localized area that's supposed to be like hazmatted out and stuff um 
but also what's going through his mind is like I just went through contamination because I probably did have alien microbes on me because I was getting choked out by this dude like yeah like the spider bot and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. um so like maybe it was like the whole thinking like did i just walk into this room and set it off like that can't be a thing i just went through decontamination like mm-hmm. decon but Ayo. at the same time I mean, there were parademons in this red room when they got howard the janitor i mean is it not possible that there's leftover contamination i mean of course that's your job is to hold as clean this place up so to prevent that were they in the red room or were they in like the storage room next to the red room where like howard keeps the mop and also the parademon was looking at that same no, storage room because uh, he pulls the, the the red curtain oh of the he red does room. yeah he does so and it then, did get into yeah. the uh and yeah. and we did see them look up into the ceiling at the hole and all the ruckus when the two uh when the two suits were there mm-hmm yeah, and so um, it so gives it, even it, more uh, emphasis on on Silas just complaining, like we just had this place sweeped, like yesterday. <laughs> I just cleaned in here, <laughs> honestly. Like we just did it. Everybody's been here. Nothing's been in since. Like that doesn't make sense. Nothing has come in or come out. Like what the heck? What the hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it probably is like kind of like that. Well, the, you know, I designed this program, this security system. Um, so maybe he's like, this thing is on the fritz still. Like, I, I'm trying to, let me try and figure this thing out. Like, it shouldn't be on BioRed 5. It should be on, you know, a lesser, lesser alarm. Um, the, the other thought I had is, uh, is Cyborg, obviously he knows his dad comes back to work because that's all his dad ever does. So it's also strange, like, is there no communication between Victor and Silas beforehand to be like, this is this you know we're gonna ocean elevens this thing right like you're gonna freak out and be like everyone uh you know prepare for us to to be there kind of thing like no there's no preamble to it um so that's the other thing it's like do you expect your father to just follow the pack and and walk out when that klaxon's going off or you know do you expect your dad to be the last one there because he's gonna be like no this isn't real no maybe he um, didn't even think he was there Last he checked, of he, course was in, he's gonna, he was he's in been, he's there all the time. I mean, like, you just said it, but that, like, my thought process is what is, like, Victor just saved his dad, did mm-hmm. the thing, freaked out, ran, got the mother box. Got the box. And then went the back to his friends. Hasn't seen his dad yeah. in a day. He got the okay, he got the clear. Well, he also knows... He knows that all the Star Labs people are going to be taken back there because that was the protocol. That all Star Labs people go, oh, maybe that's why they're there at night. Because they're on quarantine. That's why they're there so late. And now not everybody, not everybody in the lab. It doesn't matter. That's really not the question. <laughs> I, I'm okay with understanding that. Now really I need to run the tape back because I, I are... failed us minute by minute or to see if Ryan Choi was part of that group that was... No, he oh, wasn't. Wait, no, the people that were those he were wasn't the because he's Gotham. he's that's why he's here with the clipboard and everything because he's part of the staff that's helping quarantine the other staff that was at the Metropolis Project. All right, okay, I'm back. But now this is quarantine. This is what's happening. So now we need the quarantine people to evacuate the quarantine zone into another quarantine zone, which is n- Nerf nearest exit return front, right? And then they 
and they leave and they they oh they that's come what you the, call it i just yeah i think of um just <laughs> muster zone that's the thing I yeah the muster point yeah yeah just go, go to the uh, muster muster point muster zone yeah and so that which is the parking lot which is where the mother box will fall on that that person's car um and raise their premium but then like the silas stone here i think cyborg might expect him you know this is like super huge tangent uh uh what they would call like a ghost plot that maybe like cyborg knows that his dad would stay behind because he's too smart for this like father like son (laughs) i mean yeah if that's a if yeah maybe but like it kind of further the only the only um answer to to your hypothetical uh ghost storyline that we have is in <laughs> tomorrow's minute where we do see those eyes of the two characters locking in each other and that's like a so like if you think about it that like that would mean that cyborg would already be prepared to like pass his dad and either confront evade or uh mm-hmm. shit, what's the other rule of tongo um <laughs> <laughs> that's from deep space nine baby um yeah, he would either have to like confront him or be like, "Listen, Dad, these are my friends. They're coming over. We're gonna have, I'm, we're gonna, is, we can have dinner. Is that okay? Because they're staying mm-hmm. over, you know." Um, yep. One of them's Bruce Wayne, Dad. Mm. He's like, oh, 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 big man, big man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of them. So, um, but it is surprising to have a full minute that is like completely Star Lab. So it is very interesting, and it's also kind of surprising. Like this whole thing happens for a solid minute. This whole Bio Red Five alert. So, um, it's it's kind of get a bit of a Star Trek vibe a little bit. It's nice to just see scientists being scientists in a in a uh, in a scenario here. in a Red Alert scenario. Yeah, in an evacuation, a real world evacuation. And the camera thing. spinning. Yeah, you know, like. All the camera movements that it are going on. It really off. is amazing camera work, specifically for Silas Stone and how like erratic he is right now. Um, you also have to think like he's got to be thinking of something. His focus is on this laser, right? This superconductive laser. Mm-hmm. If Silas Stone is that smart of a scientist to actually know ten steps ahead thinking that like i need to get this laser to work because i need i'm probably going to have to shoot it at something and like track it and or this laser is probably like the most powerful weapon we have on the planet this is probably the only thing that can kill the giant alien that just choked me out Mm -hmm. like that may be a thing so if he's preparing for this alien invasion that he has already witnessed and he's like freaking out now that oh shit 10-foot-tall alien, 20-foot-tall alien man is coming here to me, chasing me, because I had the mother box. I know the thing that he was looking for. I lost it, and crap. He's going to come asking for it where it is, and I'm going to be like, I don't know, I lost it. He's going to kill me, so I got to, like, laser this guy. Um, So that's a really cool thought process to think, and the camera movement of how erratic and how crazy silas is in this moment because hey maybe this bio red five is the first sign of oh crap big spiky alien is on my doorstep i need to get the laser you know um and now that makes me like (laughs) and also like ryan just shut everything down it's like hey you can't we just got this thing up to temperature (laughs) yeah and to cool down like because they just used it yeah on the on the kryptonian scout ship 
Um, and now I'm thinking like even more uh, ex- extrapolated story points is that what I wonder what his thoughts were uh, with General Zod's body and Lex Luthor coming to visit and having the security clearance um, to to then be in 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 the Kryptonian scout ship doing doing his weird experiments was Dr. Silas Stone just like sure crazy billionaire go go do your thing I'm I'm trying um, to work with this box here leave well, me alone no it, son it, he died. had no say in the matter because he cuz Lex Luthor got the signed order from the Senate from the government of being like I can be here I got a hall yeah. pass and they were just like okay That's I guess he, you got a hall pass yeah, I guess so. So yeah. I kind of like thinking about you know what that conversation is is like, and you know, the, um, I, I believe uh, in some of the DC animated movie universe, like the Jason O'Mara Batman Jay Oliva stuff, um, does not Amanda Waller as well kind of like uh, get the get the hall pass to be in in the red room and. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of a different story, but Amanda Waller is kind of the same type of deal where she's like, I can be here, you know, and I outrank you, so you can leave if I wanted. So that sounds familiar, but um, yeah, and and of course, Amanda Waller is still a very prevalent character in the cinematic universe, um, even after um, everything with Zack Snyder's Justice League and going into the Suicide Squad. So, could always be a character that returns in, in kind of like this, uh, scenario so um last my my only other note that i have for this one that i really like is i really like hazmat suits i've always been a big fan of enviral suits biohazard suits i always like seeing kind of that it's 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 kind of like a sci-fi thing for me um, um i do as well um a lot actually and even in I real life like if i see it on the news i just go yeah, that looks cool it's like that's really cool because <laughs> it seems just like a real life like it seems like it would be something sci-fi but it isn't it's real and it's like oh crap that's that's real that's cool and it's this bright yellow and you look awesome with your tubes coming off of you um mm-hmm. yeah i really like hazmat suits i never understood the horror element behind that and i don't know if it's just because it's like mask and breather and you are it's all covered up so you can't tell it's a human or a person or something like faceless creepy thing Um, you're talking like uh back to the future darth vader type oh i wasn't even thinking about that but that's also a a silly forced example of comedic horror but Mm -hmm. but yeah um i don't know no there was a there was you know there's I, i don't people know if you like think of hazmat it's like oh yeah totally uh hey maybe it comes from atrocities in world war ii that's probably what it comes from you know i think there's like a uh an ironic sense of horror from it like it should be safe it's all safety stuff but it's but there's the contagion maybe like a resident evil thing where it's like this is biohazard yeah Uh, i'm thinking more like zombie it's like the infection is the horror and that's yeah those are the and that comes from enemy you know and that comes from like the the irony, right? And I think that's the other horror aspect is like if you're wearing it, you should feel like, oh, I'm protected mm-hmm. until the hose is cut or yeah. the face hugger's inside your hazmat suit. Now, like, oh no, how do I get this thing out of me? And, yeah, and then stuff like that. And so um, it's a great wardrobe choice for horror, especially if it's like something that is supposed to convey like otherworldly or 
you know, like what you were saying, a sense of safety that mm-hmm. is completely just ripped from you. Um, that's great. Yeah. That's a great use. So, hey, I just understood it while we were talking it out here. Yeah, hey, so I really that's like. How uh, <laughs> I like how, how some people already have it on, and they're just like, "Get out of the building!" I, I, I got, I, I, you know, I was the first one in the locker room. I got the hazmat suit on. I'm wearing it. Like, if those I are was... just like the hazmat guys. Like, those are like the militarized hazmat people that are like, "Get out!" Everybody needs to get out, and they're kind of like last person. Last person left, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. There's they a scene like of that, scene the, of that in the Bragilla people, and it's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yes, that's another one with the Mutos. Yeah. And Janjira. Yeah. Um, oh, I was thinking Shin, but absolutely. Oh, you're thinking Shin. Even in even in um yeah the Edwards one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Seventeen or whatever. Sixteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Two thousand fourteen. Mm. So in Shin, in, in Shin, Shin, when they evacuate the. Uh, like bureaucratic bureaucratic headquarters and they got to get mm-hmm. everybody to like the satellite thing because godzilla's on the direct path but they do have like people that are getting everybody out of the building and checking the room last and everything like that so that's what i attribute to these militarized mm-hmm. hazmat people um that they're more you know screaming at everybody to get out because this is a this is a red alert um but also yeah. it, it is like a hat tip to like okay they are obviously the last ones there um mm-hmm. so now coast is clear enter justice league and also uh, um to to tack on to the the shin universe is like in shin ultraman the main core cast they uh are they also wear like hazmat suits don't they um when they're dealing with the ultraman that's true uh monsters so uh there's a deleted scene from shin godzilla where they're dealing with uh debris of godzilla like part of its matter has fallen oh yeah have you seen that and there's like uh, eyeballs growing out of it and stuff because godzilla is just a walking mass of nuclear waste yeah um and so i think the there are people in hazmat suits dealing with that as well so it's always really cool um yeah and to bring in into star trek uh, there's you know classic episodes of them in like i think hazmat star trek suits we did a we did a haunted house at at my uh, home a few years and one of the years that we did it we actually did years. now that i'm thinking about it we had a hazmat a few type character um oh yeah like an infected hazmat character like now that it's like oh yeah we did we had like a tyvac painter suit and we gave him a gas mask and we splattered him with stuff and told him that crazy and he was an infected hazmat person and mm-hmm. so hey horror element right there yeah yeah there you go it's 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 classic. It works. So, um, but yeah, I think that's that's all I have for this one. It's a really good just sci-fi minute, little little sci-fi fire drill. So, uh, anything left from you, Nate? No, I think that's uh, gonna cover it. Um, yeah, just like amazing camera work in this in this minute. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent set design. I love this red room and uh, the computers. It's so cool that we have a Justice League. Like, like yesterday was just like a Justice League minute, like just full on like DC superhero movie minute. And then this one is just like back to just being like just a sci-fi drama. And like there's a little bit of Justice League, but not enough to be like as a DC superhero movie. It's just like more of like Dr. Silas Stone being a doctor in a, yeah. in a sci-fi crisis. So yeah, it's, it's cool. It's definitely that like more alien different threat. avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.